0: I am excited about this series. Uh, It's called GOATS, and this is week one. And the reason we did it, we've been intentional about all of 2023, because we believe this is going to be a breakthrough year, especially when we get to move into our new building and control the thermostat our own selves. Can I get an amen? Amen. Okay. <laughs> Regal has been so amazing to us and we love meeting here, but we got some awesome plans and we're going to be able to do more and more things and meet more and more people. So in January, we were intentional to do a, a prayer series called pray first to build up your prayer life, to enhance your prayer life. Cause we need intercessors. We need people teaching other people how to pray. We need people praying before each experience. Did you know there's a prayer team right now praying actively for this message? and for you today because we believe in being built and powered by prayer um on February, we went to a relationship series called Save the Date because we wanted to solidify marriages and relationships and and speak about how to love one another. And March, we went into an apologetic series called How Do I Know because we wanted you to have confidence in your faith and be boosted on what you believe. And if you missed that, you can go back on YouTube and check out all the archives. And then uh, for Easter, we started a brand new series that touched so many people's lives. Calling run called Running on Empty, where we just wanted to put new wind in your sails and share with you how God has your best interest in mind, and he can be trusted even through the valleys. Well, this series is intentional to build your faith. If you don't know what GOATS is, this is not an agricultural series. <laughs> GOATS is just an acronym for the greatest of all times. It's a sports one, and many of our sports fans love this time of year. Come on, the English Premier League is getting good, I'm believing, for Liverpool to sneak into the Champions League. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just pray for Liverpool. Anyway, um, come on, baseball is back, and the games are shorter. Somebody give me an amen. No, I'm (laughs) And now, NBA playoffs are heating up and is getting excited. It's a great time to be a sports fan. In fact, quick poll Dan Marino or Tom Brady? Come on, Dan Marino's, Dan Marino's, Tom Brady's, where you at? Our, our last experience totally downplayed Tom Brady. And, and I had to, I had to pray, I had to pray with Terrence because he's a big Tom Brady fan. Come on. He made sure Tom Brady appeared in that promo. Come on. Uh, 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 greatest Olympian. Um, is it Michael Phelps or Simone Biles? Come on. Michael Phelps, where you at? Michael Phelps? Simone, where you at? <laughs> Woo, sharing some love. All right. The hardest question of all. MJ or King James? Come on. Michael Jordan? King James. (laughs) I think MJ's still winning. And by the way, just some biblical facts because I'm your pastor. King James, King LeBron James did not write the King James version. Okay. I know that's confused many. That's not him. He's great at a lot of things. That's not him. But. We all know who the greatest of all time is. It's Jesus Christ. He's the most spoken about name after so much time. It's it, it's not even debatable. He is the greatest of all time. But what we're going to focus on in this series is there are many people who paved the way for the greatest of all time to come. In fact, we have a whole chapter in our New Testament, Hebrews chapter 11, that I would encourage you to study during this series. Write down Hebrews 11, and we're gonna look at the various names. You could call that chapter the Hall of Fame, of people who paved the way for Jesus's Jesus' entrance and to come in. And guess what? That book's not done being written. I believe that you and I are called to pave the way for Jesus to come into our marriage, for Jesus to come into our kids' lives, for Jesus to come into our families' lives, for Jesus to come into our, our schools' lives. If I'm the only one excited, come on, watch your shout out right now because I believe he's going to use you to, to pave the way to bring Jesus into your workplace, into your kids' schools. I think we need more and more of Jesus. And so let me read one scripture to you as I set up what my wife's about to come up in, uh, and share first. is Hebrews 11, 38 and 39 says this. All these people and all these great names were too good for this world. They earned a good reputation because of their, say this last word with me, faith. It was because of their faith. And how many know we need more people like this? People are like, man, that's just too good for this world. And how do I become like this? It's only because of their faith. And so we want to speak into your faith during this series. I, I, I preached at Parkside High School's baccalaureate on Thursday night, and I spoke to a lot of the graduates there, and I said this. Do something with your life that will show up five minutes after you enter heaven. So often we, we spend our life doing things that try to make our name great or try to do, I, I don't know, build things that won't last. I said, do something with your life that will show up five minutes, that will matter five minutes after you entered heaven. And that's what I want you to do is build your faith. And my wife has got an amazing word for that right now because, listen. In our world today, how many would say things are getting darker? I'm getting concerned about our world today. Is that anybody? OK, I, I share with you last week, it looked like on Facebook there was some uh, a human trafficking activity going on in our area. It's getting closer than ever. Some are concerned about what's being taught in our school system. Some are, 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 are fearful of mass shootings. Some are fearful of agendas being presented in the media. Some are fearful of sickness. Some are fearful of our leaders. And what I told my wife the other day is, I get the reason to fear, but if fear becomes loudest, the pendulum swings so far from faith that we begin to isolate, and we can't just self-protect, isolate, and insulate. You cannot shrink back. We're not called to self-protect, insulate, and isolate. For when dark times come, that's when light shine brightest. Jesus said, put your light up on a hill. Don't hide it up underneath a bowl. I'm preaching already. He said, put it up on a hill for all the world to see, so they know where hope comes from. So they know where hope has a name. So you can't give in to your instincts to self-protect, isolate, and insulate. You gotta step out in faith. And this series is is going to push back on fear. It's gonna push back on terror and is going to speak into faith. Can I get an amen? How many of y'all know somebody who needs that? Come on, I believe it's gonna be good for your soul. It's gonna be good for what we're doing. So let's step into this this morning and help me with your best welcome. Welcome my wife Lauren to the stage.
1: Oh well, good morning again. It's great to see your faces for the third time. Um, I am going to teach today on how to get your God story. Hebrews 10.39 says, But we are not those who draw back and are destroyed, but those who have faith and obtain life. So today we're going to talk about how to get our God story. And in order to get our God story, we have to have faith. The definition of faith in the dictionary is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. The first verse of Hebrews 11 tells us that faith is the reality or assurance of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. So in our life, we have simple examples of trust. If I take my keys to my car, and I put them in the ignition, and I turn it, I trust that my car is going to turn on. When I back it up in my driveway to leave, to go to my destination, I trust that my car is going to get me to my destination. At my house, when I turn the light on in the kitchen, I trust that as I turn that light on, that I'm going to have light as I turn that switch. I trust that when I take my remote control and I press power, that my TV is going to turn on. All of these are definitions of trust. But these are simple examples, but I wanted to give you a relation of faith and trust. Faith seems like a scary word. It seems like a word you can never obtain, like you're not good enough to have faith. But trust, if you put it in and you say, okay, I have faith that when I put in the key in the ignition and I turn it, it's going to turn on. When I have faith that when I reverse my car, it's going to reverse and take me to where I need to go. If you just think of it as faith is trust. So I have faith in the Lord. It's I have trust in the Lord. And that may make it a little easier for you. Um, I've gone through many things in my life where I've had to trust the Lord, and I've had to take steps of faith, and I've had to go through some hard things. In 2018, Pastor Drew and I were um, serving as the youth pastors at another church, and we felt the time was right because we knew that always that we were going to be lead pastors of a church, but how and when that was going to happen, we were always unsure of. But in 2018, the Lord really started stirring our hearts that this was what we were going to do. And we saw that where we were at, we were not going to be able to be lead pastors there. And so we said, okay, God, what are you speaking? We have a heart for Salisbury. We want to be in Salisbury. What do you want to do? So we decided that we were going to step out in faith and that Pastor Drew was going to leave his job. And he was going to say... Uh, I'm going to now make no money right I'm going to have nothing and we just had to take that step of faith and do that and when we took that step of faith my dad happened to have a position open for his construction company and Drew was able to go help him and while that was a huge miracle we still had to take out of our savings because it wasn't what he was making I say that to say that we've walked a journey And when we walked our journey, the Lord reminded Pastor Drew of a vision that he had given him for a church. And the church's name was Lift Church. He even gave him the icon, the little drawing that you see over the eye. He gave him that. He gave him vision for the church, things that were, were, were what God wanted to say about the church. And in 2019, look at our God story and what God did. He brought us Lift Church, and you guys are each a part of our God story. God has um, many things for each of us, and I'm going to stand here and say that what I'm speaking today is not for one person, two people, or three people. It is for each of us in this room. God has this God story for each of us. In the book of um, Hebrews chapter 11, it talks about all the great men and women that please the Lord, and one of those that was listed in the Hall of Fame, her name is Sarah, in Hebrews 11:11, 11, 11, it says, "By faith, even Sarah herself, when she was unable to have children, received power to conceive offspring, even though she was not was past the age, since she considered that the one who had promised was faithful." I struggled a little bit with looking at Sarah. I knew that in the Bible, it had told us about Sarah and where she found out that she was going to conceive, but she was past the day of conceiving. Like, she was 89 years old when God said, I'm going to give you this child. And when she had the child, she was 90 years old. And I struggle a little bit with her being the Hall of Fame, if I'm real, uh, because she laughed at God. She laughed when she was told that she was going to conceive and have a child at 90 90 years old. And I wonder today if any of you are in here and maybe you've laughed at God. Maybe you said, I'm not good enough, that I'm past my prime, that God doesn't have anything for me. But God still has a God story for you. And it says it was credited to her as faith. So even though she laughed... She still journeyed with the Lord, but the Lord said, I credit it to her as faith. I wonder today if you're ready to take the step and you're going to keep moving, even in your unbelief, even in your laughter, even in your your non-trust, that you would start moving in that direction. There are three facts of faith that I have found. Number one, we have to have faith, trust that we will have a God story to tell. You have to have faith and trust that we will get it. Even when things are rough at home, I'm going to trust that I will have a God story to tell. Even though my child is doing things in their life right now where they're rebellious or troublesome, that they will have a God story to tell. That even when the doctor said something awful, I'm believing that I'm still going to have a God story to tell. Even though things didn't turn out the way that I thought they should or would, I'm still going to have a God story to tell. If we never respond To the voice of faith, we will never have a God story to tell. If we change the way we talk and think, we can change our perspective on things. In Matthew 17, 20, the Bible says, For I assure you, even if you have the size of a mustard seed faith, you will tell this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. If you don't know what a mustard seed looks like, it's very tiny. He says, if you only have this much faith and you say mountain move, it will be moved. If today you only have this much faith as you're walking in here, he says, just speak it, just do it, and you will see the mountain move. Number two, the decisions you make today will determine the story you will tell tomorrow. Joseph in the Bible was hated by his brothers because he was favored by his father. Because of this, his brothers threw him in a pit, And then they sold him as a slave. But he could have given up faith, but he didn't. He was then sold to Potiphar and accused of sleeping with Potiphar's wife. He could have given up faith, but he didn't. Then he was thrown in prison where he interpreted two men's dreams And he interpreted them correctly, and they got out of prison. And they told him, they told Joseph, they said, When we get out, we will fight for you, and we will get you out. But they forgot about him. He could have given up faith, but he didn't. The decision Joseph made those days determined the great story he could tell later. He became Pharaoh's second in command over all of Egypt. He also saved all of Egypt from a famine. Will you be like Joseph today and not give up your faith? Did you make the decisions to protect your story? Or did you let someone else dictate your story? Each of you have a story. Are you letting God dictate your story or are you letting someone else? How can you get your story back? Will it be to ask for forgiveness for the Lord? Will it be to forgive someone else? Will it be to forget the mistakes and put them behind you? It's time to move forward past them. Maybe it's time to get into a small group in our community. In the summer, we have small groups that are about to come up. You can join those small groups, and they can help you walk your journey of faith and walk your journey with Jesus. We also have small groups coming up in the fall again, and one of those, one of our favorites, is called Freedom small group. And that's where people can get free of things. We have seen so many lives change. We have seen people that had been rejected, that have been sexually and physically and emotionally abused. We have seen people that have walked the hardest journeys that one person should ever have to walk with. They, they shouldn't even have one of those and they had about 10 of them. But I can stand here today and I can say that because they stepped out. Because they took their life and said, here is what I have, and here's where I'm broken, the Lord brought freedom to their life, and they can stand here today and say, I'm free because of what God has done in me. So maybe you need to join that small group. Now they aren't allowing someone else to dictate their story. They are allowing themselves to have a God story. Number three, what faith step do you need to take for your God story? Hebrews 11.8 says, by faith. Abraham, when he was called, obeyed and went out to a place he was going to receive as an inheritance. He went out not knowing where he was going. Some of us, we just need to say, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to leave. I'm going to trust. I love what Sarah did when Abraham came to her and said, look, God told me that we have to leave. And we don't know where we're going. We don't know where God's going to plan us. We don't know the direction he's taking us. But we're going to step out in faith and we're going to go. And Sarah said, all right, let's do it. She didn't know where they were going, but she said, I'm going to leave everything I know, and I'm going to trust that God has spoken, and I'm going to trust God and my husband. Is there something God is telling you to leave or something he's telling you to stand up for? Sometimes we just have to go, do what it says, trust that he's got you. Where can you put your faith or trust in action? Sometimes our greatest strength is knowing where our weaknesses are. Where is your greatest weakness of faith in your life? You've probably thought of it right now. I could think of a few things that God's been stirring in me. Maybe you have that today. Maybe you're like, I don't even know what you're talking about when it comes to faith. That's okay. Don't give up. Maybe it's time to step into our growth track, which is part of our next steps for you. Maybe it's time to serve. Maybe it's, maybe it's time to get baptized and take your next step of self, after you've gotten saved to get baptized. We have baptism two weeks from now, May 28th. Sign up for that on our website. I love this next story. It's in Habakkuk. If you've never read it, go read it. It will touch you. It will move you. In Habakkuk 1, Habakkuk is asking God how long he must call for help before the Lord will answer him about violence that's taking place in his area. He is, he is crying out, and he's saying, how long? How much more do I have to endure? How much more do these people have to endure? Habakkuk 2, 2 through 3 says, the Lord answered me. Write down the vision. Clearly inscribe it on tablets so one may easily read it. For the vision is yet for the appointed time. It testifies about the end and will not lie. Though it delays, wait for it, since it will certainly come and not be late. Though it delays... Wait for it. Some of you have been waiting a long time, but I'm here to say again, so it delays, it says wait for it. Three steps to getting your God story. Number one, spend time with God till you see the vision God has for your life. See what the Lord can do when you spend time with him. Two. Every day I have to feed my horse two times a day. Do you know what I do? I go out there and I pray. I talk to God while I'm doing it. What does that look like for you? Maybe it's going, driving to work. Maybe it's sitting at the dentist's office and you're waiting for the tech to come in. Maybe whatever it looks like in your life, where is it? I want to challenge you this week from Monday to Sunday, Every day to spend time with the Lord and see the difference that it will make in your life. Pray even if you only have one sentence to pray because that's all you know what to do. Maybe it's just reading one chapter a day or maybe it's reading one scripture a day. Whatever that looks like in your life, I challenge you to do it. If Abraham had never spent time with the Lord and listened for the Lord, he would have never heard his call. We can miss the call the Lord has for us if we're not listening for it. He is not going to force it on you. He is a gentleman who wants to do what you want. Sometimes our faith story can take us beyond our comfort zone. But I ask you today, what's your preferred future? Is your preferred future to stay stagnant in the place that you've been for the last year, the last two years, the last... Of your lifetime. Is it to stay stagnant or is it to move forward? Challenge yourself today. I am not staying stagnant any longer. I am not sitting in the the things that the Lord has spoken to me or the dreams that he has for me or the call that he has for me or the gifts that he has given me. I'm no longer staying stagnant. I'm going to start pursuing where he wants to take me for my God story. Number two, Make it known permanently by writing it down. The Lord told Habakkuk to write it down so that Habakkuk could see it and vision it, and so that when it came to pass, he could see back what the Lord had told him and how he had done it and what he did. Write down your desires. What do you desire from the Lord? Start writing them down. Maybe you need to put it in your phone. Maybe it needs to be a constant reminder that goes off every day of what the Lord wants to do in your life. Maybe you need to put it on sticky notes and put it all over your kitchen cabinets. Maybe it needs to go on the mirror in your bathroom. Whatever that looks like for you, write it down. If you remember the story, Pastor Drew wrote down the vision of Lyft Church. He wrote down the name of of, of Lyft Church. He wrote down the vision of Lyft Church. And he even got an icon during that time. But you know what happened? He wrote that years before the Lord did what he did with Lift Church. But because he wrote that down, he could look back. This is when the Lord said it. This is the date he gave it to me. This is what he did. Even if it took three years, he did it. He made it happen. Number three, have faith and trust that it will not be late. He knows the perfect timing. Psalms 30 verse 5 says weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning just because it doesn't look the way we thought it would doesn't mean it's not coming. Just because He didn't do it in the way that you thought He would doesn't mean that He's not going to do what He needs to do in your life for your God story. God is not a cookie-cutter God, right? His, my, my story and Mary's story are different. He didn't do the exact same thing with our stories, but I can tell you that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, which means that He can do a miracle in your life, that He can walk with you through a God story and through the challenges that you are enduring. You will get your God story. He's not done with you no matter your age. doesn't matter. Look what he did for, for Sarah. She was 89 when he said you're going to conceive. She was 90 when she had her child. She was laughing because she said, I'm past that age. But I'm here to say that you are not past your God story, that he has not finished with you yet, that he has not left you and he will not forsake you, and that today he wants to give you a chance to say, yes, I'm running towards my God story. I'm not staying stagnant any longer. In closing, we're about to sing a song from Elevation and Chandler Moore. It's called More Than Able." This song talks about how God is able to do miracles. And it talks about we can't deny him of that. We cannot deny God the opportunity to do a miracle in our life. All we have to do is open ourselves, open our ears, open our lives, open our devotion time with him. All we have to do is open up because we will not deny him of his miracle. He's not finished with you yet, and he is more than able More than able and he will do it. The song also says we can't stay where we are at. We've come this far. You're here today. You showed up. Let's get our confidence back. God is more than able to give you a God story. Today, I want this message to get your confidence back up, to lift your spirit back up, and to know that he is more than able. That if I trust him, that he will give me my God story, if I have faith in him, that he will give me my God story. Now I'm gonna do a challenge right now. And I want you, while they start singing, I want you to write down what the Lord is speaking to you. It's a challenge, I know. What's he speaking to you? Write it down. Take a connection card. Turn it over. Write it down. But you can say on this day, May 14th, Sunday, May 14th, 2023, on Mother's Day, this is what God spoke to me. This is what he said. I'm still going to do it. I'm not finished with you yet. I still have a God story, not for one, two, or three of you, but for every single person in this room. He created you, and he created you to have a God story. What does it look like for you? Take your phone out. Write a note wherever you would do it. I would love it if you would do that and then join us in worship. You can stand, you can sit, you can kneel, however it looks like for you. But let's worship the Lord knowing that he is more than able. Do the challenge. Don't let this moment pass you by. Take it out. Write it down. Write the date so you can look back and remind yourself of the feeling and of what God wants to do in your life. Let's worship.
0: that he's planted in our hearts believe it by faith he's not done with me yet look at your neighbor say he's not done with you yet come on tell your other neighbor he's not done with you yet my question to you is did you write it down did you write it down if you didn't you need to pull out your phone take out a note and start a new note, pin it to the top, write it down. Or like my wife said, when you get home, write it down. Put it on your mirror. Put it on your kitchen countertop. Put it somewhere where you see. Because remember this, the Bible says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to steal every God vision. He wants to steal your faith. He wants to kill it. He wants to squash it. Why? Because he's scared of you. I'm not passing over any of you in here. This word wasn't just for a few select few. This was for you too. And even if you're new to this whole thing and you're like, I didn't know this was for me too. It's for you too. And the enemy is threatened by you realizing what God can do through you. Look at your neighbor and say, who am I to deny what the Lord can do? Come on, it's a good day to be in the church today. Can we shout out some praise to God? if He's been faithful. Hold it. If you got it, hold it right now. Father, seal what you've spoken into our hearts. I know how difficult it is to believe a dream. Right now, the enemy wants to come and steal, kill, and destroy by discounting the dream, reminding us of our inadequacy, reminding us of our past failures, reminding us that we don't measure up or we're not going to be good enough. Father, right now, I pray that you would seal it over every life, that your dreams and visions come to pass, that we're going to do our part by stepping out in faith. Would you say that right now to God? I'll step out in faith. And I'll trust you'll do the heavy lifting. In Jesus' name, amen. And before you pick your heads up, let's have every head bowed, every eye still closed. If you're in this place and you say, I I feel like God is close. I have sensed him today, but I know I have some unresolved things between me and God I've got sin in my life I've done things stupid maybe it happened this week maybe it's happened a a few years ago and I've just never been able to resolve this because I've been fearful to bring it before God can I tell you today God has already shown up and he is offering you an opportunity to offload that Jesus Christ came in the flesh so that what he did on the cross would pay the price for our sin and mistakes. And I was the greatest of sinners, and I realized that he was more than able to take my sin. So if you're in this place, I will not call you forward, and I will not embarrass you, but I don't want you to be embarrassed to have a moment right now where you release your sins, you repent of them, you acknowledge them before God, and you ask God to forgive you. If that's you and you're in this place today, you say, today's my day of a brand new start. Or maybe you've done this and you realize I've messed it up and it's time to rededicate my life to Jesus Christ. No one's looking around. No one's calling you forward. But would you just throw your hand high into the sky and say, this is me, God. I surrender to you today. I give you my life. I see your hand. Thank you. I see your hand. Thank you. I see hands today if you're online and that's you and you say that's me too you can choose right now today's the day of salvation I'm starting over new today come on all of our church would you celebrate those who are already raising their hand if you know I should have I should have it's not too late throw your hand into the air we're gonna pray with you I'm gonna ask everybody who lifted their hands everybody who wanted to lift their hands as well as everybody who's sitting next to you and everyone in the room. We're going to pray with you. Just repeat these words after me. And I can help you pray, but I can't make you believe it. So believe it in your heart as you say this. Say, Jesus, I I know I'm a sinner. I've made many mistakes. I've done stupid things that I know hurt you. They hurt others. They hurt me. Would you please forgive me? all of my mistakes I lay them down before your cross I believe Jesus is the son of God and when he died on that cross he died to set me free right now my old is gone and I get to start all over again thank you Jesus it's only by your blood that I get this opportunity now write your God story with the rest of my life because you're my Lord and you're my Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen. Would you celebrate those who just prayed that prayer? Welcome them into the family.